You're tuned into Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. The last I checked, I'm the only one with a job around here. When you pay the bill. McDonald's. You got McDonald's money. You ain't nothing but a low down half time <laughs> jab. <laughs> I was trying to get it out and I was trying to think of a bunch of old school stuff somebody would say. Man, you ain't nothing but. <sighs> Before I get into it. Sometimes I wonder if, like, that's how people talk for real or if that was just so exaggerated just for TV. Like, I wasn't in that era. Like, and that's just not me being, like, I'm so young. But, like, legit. Like, that wasn't my era. So we're only experiencing it through watching it in a movie and something like that. Or if you got a grandmama, for some of y'all, great-grandmama. Dang, that's crazy. Um, Who was around in that time like that used to for real be you know out like or was that even a thing <sighs> okay full disclosure I might still be high from yesterday but do, do you get what I'm saying like <laughs> okay maybe I'm tripping what's up y'all welcome to black ass podcast it's Hadia Robinson back once again for <laughs> Like my brain just <laughs> just asked and answered like thirty seven questions all at once, and I still am no more informed than whatever. <laughs> okay, that that didn't happen. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. It's Hadia Robinson back once again. Yeah. So, um, it has been a crazy week. I'm sending thoughts and prayers and everything to all my listeners, the family of my listeners that are in the path of this crazy storm that's been going on. And, um, you know, our administration, our president is so dumb that it's almost like not only do you have to worry about the initial storm. You have to worry about what's going to happen in this recovery, you know, and we see, we saw what happened in Puerto Rico and, you know, for the dummies out there, that Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States. So those are basically American citizens. And the idea that so, okay, I hate to use the word so few because there's, it's still a loss of life, but the number of people who died from the actual storm in no way compares to the amount of people that died because their the recovery efforts were so stupid and not only were the recovery efforts so stupid there was so much other bs going on every day that it just the whole idea of what was happening in Puerto Rico just got swept under the rug. And we aren't even talking about it. We haven't been talking about it again until now with the new hurricane, like now entering hurricane season. That means a whole ass year went past. And for the most part, we forgot about it. 
Because every day there was some other BS going on. Every day, think about that. Every day, ding, almost two times a day, three times a day. It was this, this, and oh, and this. And then at three o'clock in the morning, and the president tweets. So, of course, Puerto Rico would just be lost in this whole ocean of ignorance that we've been enduring for the past year. Like, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy and it's so, you know, it's frustrating as a person who's trying to maintain men- mental health, but also pay attention to what the heck is going on. Sidebar, um, I'm a little congested, so I apologize if I sound like little Roscoe at Gina's door. You got cable. <laughs> Roscoe! <laughs> My mama said. <laughs> Uh, so I just want to apologize. I'm going to try to get together. Secondly, guys, I am going to try to stop cursing. Stop. Okay. Maybe not stop, but definitely limit the cursing. Now I get it. I love the guy, everybody that loves how much I curse. I feel like I have this conversation with you guys every couple of months and then I go right back to it. It's like, I'm a crack addict for cussing, right? I'm like, I'm like addicted to curse because it feels so good. Feels so right. It does. Like, and I get it that I'm a little hood. Not, not, listen, I know where I am in the hood spectrum. The hood spectrum is very, very wide. So don't get it twisted. Like the hood is just this one very, um, this place where, Everybody does everything the same way. No. Within the hood, there's a whole spectrum of people that live there, right? So I am definitely not at the top of the hood spectrum as far as my attitude and how I act. But I'm on the hood spectrum, right? I'm not, you know, I feel like one end is the people who are in the hood, but they read books every day and they're doing everything they can to get the hell out the hood as soon as possible, right? Then it's the people that's just in the hood. They're going to die in the hood. Their grandmama, grandmama, grandmama been in the hood and they just, they ain't never, they, they like, go where? Everywhere is the hood. And it's like, yo, it's not, Ramel. <laughs> yo, it's like this everywhere. No. <laughs> It's some really nice places. If you just, <laughs> if you go two blocks over, now what am I going over there for? <laughs> okay, Ramel, <I'll> take care. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm on, I'm on the spectrum, right? Um, Okay, so, but anyway, like I said, um, I'm going to work on it. I'm trying to do better. Um, I want to start this episode with a real quick um, correction. Um, I was shouting out the newest member of the Black Ass um, Village, and I completely pronounced her name wrong. So she came through and gave me the correction. She was like, it's Deisha, like Keisha, but with a D, Deisha. And then she added an emoji that was like a black girl holding her phone, and she reading some juicy like, ah, yeah. And so I immediately bonded with Deisha. So, hey, girl. Hey, girl. Yes. Anyway, so um, 
I'll just do it over. Oh my God, y'all! Shout out to the newest member of the Black Ass Village, y'all. Deisha came through yesterday. She came with some potato salad and two sweet potato pies. Come on into the village, Deisha. Thank you so much for your donation at Patreon. And listen, if you want to join Keisha, I was almost there. God damn it. If you want to join Deisha in the Black Ass Village, then log on to Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And whatever is on your heart, you know, the doors of the village are open with security, though. Don't think you're about to run up in here like, oh, sh and just be grabbing stuff, running, knocking over people, dang on set up. No, that's not how we do it at the village, okay? When you come to the village, you have to be introduced, okay? Yes, the doors are open because we like to let the air circulate, okay? But it is security there, and they will check you. So make sure you keep your kids with you. Don't be having your kids running all around. Don't be don't be just rolling up thinking you just going to grab any space you want. No, there are people who have been here for a long time. They done upgraded their condo. Some people might have downgraded their condo. It's all good. We all up in here. It is a family, so you will be introduced, and you will learn go rules. <laughs> but shout out to Deisha. Thank you so much, girl. Um, so let's get into it. Um... Because I can't do too much talking. This runny nose is ridiculous. Like, and no, it's not cocaine. Okay? I just want to put that out there. Because I know sometimes people be spreading rumors. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> like, she was doing mad snips. <laughs> we need to look into that. <laughs> all right. Um, first of all, it is so much going on that I just... I want to start by sending prayers and um, good energy to the people who are in the path of this crazy storm that's hitting the south and the east coast. This, we back in hurricane season. We're back, you know. And um, it's a real thing. It happens every year. Of course, the storms are getting stronger and bigger. Um of course, because of global warming, even despite the fact that your president is absolutely out of his mind and the people who follow him, I feel like, are even more out of their mind um, and want to deny that global warming is a real thing. And, of course, he's rolling back so many other protections that President Obama put in place that would help to kind of like bring global warming down. It wasn't going to end it, of course, because... We're not completely solar powered, which I don't know why. I don't know why we're not solar powered. That's dumb. Like, just as an overall society, why are we not operating on solar power? Every house should have solar power on it, period. I don't care how big, how small. It could be a shack. You need, every house should have solar panels. Every neighborhood should have a solar, like, there should be one house, one plot of land in every neighborhood where it used to be a house, you pull that house down, put solar panels there and, you know what I mean, or put a windmill, anything, any, whatever can generate energy. Like, the think of, anyway. So, because we're not completely, um, because we're still burning fossil fuels, because the earth is still warming up, because the solar ice caps are melting, because solar, because the polar ice caps are melting, all this stuff is happening, we're getting more dangerous weather. So, 
<clears throat> hurricane season, hurricanes get worse. So, you know, I'm just sending prayers, good energy, you know, um, to the people who are in the path of these, uh, of Florence and the other storms that are brewing. Um, I saw a map and it was like, it was storms everywhere on this map. And I was just like, yo, this is nuts, right? Boom. <clears throat> and of course, Puerto Rico is back in the news because um, we're back to hurricane season and the numbers of the actual death toll in Puerto Rico are up there with the World Trade Center because the recovery was so horrible. And now we're back in the season of, you know, will America shit the bed again and not help the, the places that need help? Like, we're so ill. And this is why your president is so dumb. Because they willfully let that, um, they willfully failed that recovery in Puerto Rico. And I really feel like if the, if I was a fly on the wall in those conversations, if any of us, if Amoroso, if Amoroso released the rest of those mixtapes, I bet you somewhere in there he's talking about how, I, what he going to Puerto Rico for because it's not a part of it. Like, he's that dumb that I'm sure he doesn't realize that Puerto Rico is a part of America, that Puerto Rico is a territory of America, that Puerto Ricans are basically American citizens. They're, they're on an island. It's not necessarily connected to our country, but they are American citizens. So this president, this administration allowed American citizens to die because they, they refused to do what they needed to do to make sure they were getting water, getting the, you know, getting their country put back together. I mean, Maria tore Puerto Rico up. But not only is he just like on some, and it is what it is, but <clears throat> it's almost like he's not, let me take that back. It is like he's blaming them. It's like he's patting himself on the back like we did a good job. No, you didn't. 2,000 dang on people die. Like the amount of people that die from the storm and the amount of people that die because of the lack of recovery is it's astronomical. It's it's not even, it's unimaginable. That means that they, this president, this administration just sat there and was like, oh, it is what it is. I saw a video of pictures, no, it was video, I'm sorry, of a tarmac, um, and it was full of cases of water, not even like individual cases, like you would get, like as a person, I would go to Rite Aid and get a case of water. I'm talking about the whole thing that, like, the the slats of water, what goes on the back of like um, semi trucks, water that just went to waste. How many? And then think how many people died because they couldn't get any clean drinking water. And here it is, water sitting out here, and nobody got it to the people. That's bugged out. That is bugged out. That nuts. Anyway, so prayers, thoughts. You know, and not that fake-ass Republican thoughts and prayers, but legit sending prayers to everybody that's, you know, in the path of the storm and who who are affected, will be affected. You know, I'm just praying that y'all make it out safely. You can replace that other stuff. Just, it's about, get, you know, your life, preserving your life. Um, so, let's get into these stories. Um, staying in the vein of people being dumb. Uh, 
they are reporting that um, people believe that if you drink human blood, it will keep you young. Like, that's where we are as a society. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought. Like, who believed this? Eric Trump with his snake face, right? Because drinking human blood and staying young is something that is like a edgy Disney movie or something that was alluded to in um, one of the Wicked Witches would do. You know what I mean? Or like one of Snow White and the Seven Drawers. Re- Seven Dwarves. I said drawers. <laughs> okay. Basically, like, the the evil queen was drinking people's blood, like, or vampires, right? Vampires drink people's blood and they stay younger. You know, that's like these old wives' tale or stuff that people would say in scary movies. But supposedly, in 2018, people still believe that drinking human blood will keep you young. Here's the thing about drinking human blood. Like, you're not going to live longer. What you possibly are doing are introducing nasty diseases that young people have. First of all, okay, let's be real. Young people don't care about their health. As humans, we don't care about our We don't even really acknowledge our health unless we are born or we have some kind of um, illness there's some kind of illness that we're born with, so we already kind of have a mindset of what it's like to be in and out of the hospital, what it's like to be sick, what it's like to be, you know, we, you, you know what it means to be sick, so you know what it means to be healthy, if you know what I mean. Like, <clears throat> you don't know that there's bad if everything is always good or let me take that back you don't know that if there's good if you don't have an idea of what bad is you just think it is you get what I'm saying so I feel like as a young person you just get that you don't even have an acknowledgement of vitality you don't have an acknowledgement of um how powerful it is to be able to get out of bed without pain, how powerful it is to wake up and not feel sick or not throw up every morning you wake up. You know what I mean? Because that's not something you would even, it it doesn't happen to you. It's not even something that registers in your brain. It's not until you get older and you've been through sickness and you've had some, you know, you've been through some stuff that you're like, whew, I got to get my health together. You know what I'm saying? I got to, I got to maintain my vitality. I got to maintain I I need to I want to feel this good every day so I need to do whatever it is I need to do to to try to live feel like this every day whether it's drinking water whether it's doing yoga stretching like I didn't get the impact of flexibility until I started getting older and started being stiff as hell yo the other day I was sitting Indian style and I was like ouch (laughs) like how did I do this for hours? I remember sitting Indian style watching cartoons for hours and just being like, oh, sitting on the floor. Listen, okay, I am um, definitely handy caked. That means I don't have no ass. <laughs> I have a handy cake. 
the big booty people, y'all don't know this struggle. Y'all don't understand what it's like to sit on a hard surface and feel gravity crushing your pelvis bone. Y'all don't know what it's like. <laughs> you don't know what it's like. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Bro. When you when you ain't got no buns and you sit down on concrete, <laughs> it feel like you are it feel like you're in a vice and that gravity is pushing on the top of your head and squeeze pushing your body into co- this concrete that's not gonna give the concrete isn't gonna like mold around your shape that concrete is like oh hey <laughs> i was here first <laughs> so <laughs> you don't know what it's like to re- to rather stand up than actually sit down because you because your buns there's nothing there it's like skin bone maybe a couple of ligaments (laughs) your buns look like you (laughs) think about um kentucky fried chicken biscuits how they're just like boosh right just a puff of biscuit I haven't been to Kentucky Fried Chicken in a long time, so they might have gotten dehydrated and gross. But I'm thinking Kentucky Fried Chicken back in the day when it was a puff of, like, bread, right? And, like, when you don't have no real cakes, if you cut the bottom part of the that biscuit so it's just the the hard surface that was on the pan and just a little bit of cushion, like a little bit of fluff, that's what it's like. That's what it's like. So, you know what I mean? None of the puffy top part that's full of air and, like, you can push on it and it bounce back. No. I'm talking about the bottom crust. <laughs> anyway, I'm all off topic. Anyway, going back, no cake struggle, going back, being young, vitality, going back, going back, realizing health, going back, drinking blood. So some of y'all are out here drinking blood thinking that's going to keep you young. No. First of all, that's how diseases get spread. I feel like that's how um, bloody flux, my grandma used to always say that. I feel like if you got people from down south, bloody flux is a real thing. So that was a disease that they probably drank turpentine for because Old people thought turpentine fixed everything. I feel like you should drink, take a cap full of turpentine before you drink somebody else's blood. Hello, have y'all heard of HIV? Have you heard of Hep A, B, C, D, E, F, and G at this point? I mean, um, why would you even want to risk drinking blood that has something in it? You know what I mean? Like, no. And then um, they're saying that you can wind up with a iron overdose if you overindulge so there are people out here overindulging now i know that there is a subsect of the human race that believe that they're vampires like legit they believe that um that's like how they live their life drinking people blood meanwhile they ain't got nobody's fang they got regular regular teeth but they want to bite into somebody's skin Ugh. I feel like even if I was in a fight for my life, I still would be like, I don't want to bite this person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I might survive, but still end up dead from something they got. Right. Um, uh, 
So, and there's no real way to find out if, unless you work at a blood bank, unless you work in the medical field, unless you have access to actually run people blood, like get the machine that you put the thing in, the little test tube in, and then spin it all around, and I don't know what that really does besides look cool like it's doing something, but unless you have that in your house and you know how to read that, like, no, like, no. First of all, the people, these people who believe that they're vampires are actually suffering from a mental illness, right? So, um, it's believed they have psychosomatic, um, symptoms. It's a mental, it's a medical ailment, right? And it's mental illness. And listen, there are people who are almost doing it as a drug. There was a man that was picked up in uh, Pennsylvania, and he was carrying a vial of blood, and it was from someone who had taken fentanyl, and he was going to inject it in his, into the veins of another drug user. So people are selling blood of drug users to give to other drug users. Like, what are y'all, what are y'all, like, is that what we are in the world right now? That is that crazy out here. Um, and, like, this is even making me sick to think about because, you know, a lot of times with the meats we get in the stores and a lot of times with meats that you get in restaurants, they're adding blood onto them. So, you know how some people like, let me get my steak rare, let me get it bloody or whatever. Yo, they're straight adding that blood as they cook it. It's not even like in the actual meat. Some of this meat is like old that they're using it. Like I'm legit. I think I'm legit about to stop eating meat because it's just it's so gross and uh, just the way it's being prepared, the way it's being um, kind of held over, the way it's being grown in some places. You know, they're trying to grow meat out of cells now and like. And, you can get hamburger meat that was grown in the laboratory, and I just feel like they already don't want to tell us about the food we're eating. They just want us to eat it blindly. You know what I'm saying? They're making this shit in the lab. You know, salmon, a lot of times ain't even salmon. It's, it's, it's being crossbred with eel, and, you know, these animals, they have all kind of diseases and cancers. And, you know what? Okay, I'm done. Um, vegetables from here on out. Um, but... Uh, I just don't understand the mindset of drinking someone, like drinking human blood. That is a form of, that's like on the cusp of of cannibalism. Like you might not be, you're not not necessarily sitting at the table with Hannibal Lecter, but you damn sure are in the same shopping aisle. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Yeah, y'all shopping at the same store. So, um, I don't know. I just feel like, for me, the biggest thing I took from this is that there are crazy people. It's crazy people. And it's just continuing to be crazy people out here. And that's just what it is. And (sighs) these are the people we have to live and exist in a world with and act like it's okay. Like, no. It's not, it's it's legit not okay, okay? Um, Anyway, what else is going on? Speaking of dumb, ignorant stuff, um, your girl Kim Kardashian, 
Okay, so let me just start by saying this. Y'all know how I feel about the Kardashians as a whole, as individuals, as an entity, as a business, as a corporation, as humans, as aliens. Um, don't like them, right? Part of my disdain for the Kardashian whole situation is that I feel like if, if Kris Jenner was a black mom... And Kim and all them were, it was just black mom with her black daughters. She would be locked up. She would absolutely be locked up. Especially when that little girl Kendall started dating the old dude and he, they would be in jail. It wouldn't be no TV show. It wouldn't be no clothing line. It wouldn't be 90% of the shit that they have. It would not be there. They would be doing a web series on their iPhones. It would be on YouTube. They would have a small following, and they would they would do it until the police came and kicked their door in for running a prostitution ring. I'm being dead ass, right? There's no way that little girl would have got that sur- lip surgery surgery done, and nobody would have said anything. It would have been think pieces. It would have been arrest. It would have it just would have been a full dragging through the mud, right? So there's that. But it's like they always find a way to remain, keep themselves in the spotlight on TV, in a conversation, you know, and it's almost, for me, it seems like it's at all costs. They'll, like, say and do and present themselves in any way to for relevancy, right? And I get it because they have no true talent. Can't none of them sing, can't none of them dance, um... But Kim K had the nerve to get on social media. Well, it was a clip from the Kardashian show, whatever, right? Um, I don't watch it. Have never, I don't think I've seen one full ass episode legit, like just no. So, <clears throat> um, here's the other thing that, that bothers me about them. How, they're act, how they actively pursue black men. I have a problem with that because it does. It never seems genuine. It never seems like, um, oh, you know, I genuinely met. It's like they are strategically placing themselves with black men for, and for what? I don't. I don't know why. I don't get it. You know, it feels very. Um, I don't. I don't like it. I, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. It's not hot. You know, I just feel like they're attaching, they're leeching themselves onto black culture, black men, black energy, black creativity, but they're, but they, they add no value. That's my problem. That's what it is, you know, and yeah, Kim went and talked to to Donald Trump and got that, those two people out of jail. And I think that's great. And I'm not discounting her for that, but also it's like, girl, no. Okay. But no. Right. So um, she's, anyway, cause I'm getting the headache, even just doing this little bit of talking about her, but she, there's a clip of her saying how, you know, I think Chloe mentioned that, um, her ass looked real big. And then she's like, Kim says how much she hates her butt and it's, you know, she, she no longer likes it and she cries about it all the time. <sighs> Here's so just no. Let's start there. No. Okay. And here's why it's a strong and absolute no for me. It's a no for me because that's not it's not 
it's not like this ass that was passed down to you from your great great grandmama. You know what I'm saying? It's not like this. You are in a direct line of of women who have these humongous asses and it's just passed down to you. Like there are black girls out here who legit got it from their mama. There's nothing they can do. They had this ass since they was five years old. They had this big ass booty since they was 12 years old. Like couldn't even double dutch because their ass was jumping around so much that they would always end up getting out. Like they could never maintain the pacing that they needed to, du to jump double dutch because their booty was too big. Like these are real ass people who have been through the struggle of having a big ass. Do I know that struggle? Hell no. But I'm just saying, I'm speaking on behalf of the sisters that have come before me, the sisters that I walk with in the struggle of being a black girl that like could not go nowhere, couldn't wear anything. Everything they put on, somebody was trying to say they was, a, they was being fast. They was being called hoes, even though they wasn't doing nothing. They was just called a hoe because they had a big ass booty. And back in the day, when you wear your little... Um, your little cheap brand pants or your cheap brand jogger pants because that's all your mama could afford. It was Your ass was sticking out all the time. And even when they tied a little sweater around it and tried to walk around it, people still was like, look her with all that ass and then she gonna try to act like she gonna try to wrap that little sweater around her waist. She know what she doing. Like, bitch, I'm just out here trying to live. Like, I'm just out here trying to go about my whole ass day. And let's not mention all the young girls who were actively harassed by grown at Damn, girl, boy, you getting thick. Girl, how did you not 12? Oh, God, damn, girl. Woo, I, tell you, I tell you what. Can't be around their uncle. Can't be around their cousin. Can't go to nothing. Can't be left in a room with a grown man because this grown man might try to molest their ass. And they are legit 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I don't give a damn if you 16 or 17. Some 40, 50-year-old man that's coming up to you saying all kind of off-brand, off-color shit. Talking about what he going to do for you, what he going to buy for you. You know, and let's not even mention the girls who didn't have no choice, the girls who were legit thrust into a situation with some grown ass man, with somebody who just assumed something about them, just, I mean, pedophile, pedophile all day long, but I'm just saying, you know, who just assumed that they were ready for something that they weren't ready for because of how their body had developed, you know what I mean, so... <sighs> But for her to say, I cry about it. Well, bitch, go back to the doctor that stuffed your ass full of them old carburetor parts, some old makeup cases, them old socks. Remember the, the slouch socks? Them old slouch socks. Them 17 uh, melted-down Barbie dolls. Your brother's old Tonka truck. Go back to the doctor that did that. Them 78 um, Pepsi cans that y'all got from Ken when Kendall did that <laughs> Pepsi commercial. Go back to the X-Men and ask them to remove that animantium with all the stuff that you put in there that you actively put in there on purpose because it's what you wanted to do because you felt like you was going to get all this added attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then here's the other thing. You talk about you cry about it every night and you, you hate it so much, but you actually help usher in a culture of women putting some women like you had the money and the luxury to go to a real spot to go to a doctor in a great spa resort style joint but meanwhile you ushered in a culture that had women going to dirty ass hotel rooms that had women going to back alleys that had women bringing people into their house they 
ain't even know to to end up getting injected with some damn fixer flat and then dying in front of their mama, in front of their best friend. So do I have sympathy for this broad trying to act like it? Woe is me. My life is so hard. But I'm really trying not to do the whole cursing thing. But bitch, if you don't get the fuck out of all of our faces. Like, that's why I hate them. You know what I'm saying? Because it's almost like they're creating, they, they, anyway, I ain't got to do it. But this whole idea of, I just, my butt is so big. No, bitch, your butt is deformed. And I hate to say you like, yeah, because you're putting foreign matter into your body. Don't, it's women out here who got real cellulite from their real, their actual fat cells. You got cellulite because you went and put leftover straws because you thought you was going to save the ocean. <laughs> I'll take the straws and I'll just smell them and I'll put them because I'm doing my part, right? So no, Kim, and none none of them none of your whole goof troop ass team gets no looks from me ever. And then they be the ones getting these TV shows revenge body. Listen, if I had the money to go to a doctor and then have the nerve to be working out, that's what be killing me about this. Khloe Kardashian got a show called Revenge Body, and she's talking about how she's losing weight and eating healthy. Bitch, you went to a doctor who sculpted your body like that. Don't tell me. The only one over there who body is their actual body, as far as I know. Right? She probably getting fat sucked every weekend, but as far as I know, is Kendall, Kristen, What's what's the Chloe, Chris, Kim, Courtney, I don't whatever whatever the one is, Kendall. So what's the other one that um is with the little rapper dude that look like he <clears throat> off balance? What does that do? Kylie. Okay, so I was thinking of Kylie, but Kylie got all kind of work done. Kendall. Kendall is the one that's like she modeling. She like listen. This is my body. These are my real beasting ass titties, and this is my life. And I'm gonna continue to live like like I said. She probably doing all kind of other stuff, crazy stuff. Possibly. I mean, I can't imagine being in the house with all these goofballs and the crazy ass doctors coming through there. Um. Dr. Kevorkian is going to be mine. He's going to kill me for like three minutes, but it's going to take like years off of my life. <laughs> Dr. Lizard is here. He's going to like attach 72 um, poisonous lizards into and just let the, let the venom go into my bloodstream. And then as it starts to attack my blood cells, once he gives me the antidote, I'll lose like 30 pounds. Like that's the kind of shit I imagine goes on at the Kardashian compound slash cult, right? But bitch, save them tears for a save them tears for when you gotta actually explain to your daughter why you really famous and not your fake ass. I'm famous because I'm on TV. No, bitch, you're famous because you suck Ray J's dick on camera and your mama sold the video tape and then all of a sudden you became this black chick that was fuck and then you was with Reggie Bush and then you stopped fucking him and then like you are. You are famous for your fuckless, sis. I have you have y'all seen her sing? I ain't seen her sing. I haven't even seen this bitch read a book good. 
I haven't seen her. She ain't got a book club. I ain't seen her create. Like, she is famous for black dudes she's fucked that, for whatever reason, thrust her into the spotlight. And now she's just, and then they gave her this crown and said, okay, like, we're going to un. We're going to give you, we're going to lay out the world in front of you and your sisters and, but y'all have to continue to fuck black dudes and your mom is sitting there holding press conferences and doing actual drafts for the next black dude that they about to fuck, including her. You know, let me know if I'm lying, but I feel like, and show some tag me in a video of her at least double. Have you seen her double dutch? I, I haven't seen this girl do nothing, nothing, nothing. So, I'm just saying. So, yeah, uh, fuck your tears, Kim. Um, in a segment I'm going to call Girl. This model, Devin Windsor, she's on the show called Model Squad because we're just a group of models that are just trying to make it in the industry. But it just makes it so much easier if you have your squad. (sighs) Anyway, that was legit her way of describing the show. She's a Victoria's Secret model. And there's this clip of the show where she's sitting around the table and there's these models from everywhere. There's a girl from Pakistan, a girl from Saudi Arabia. Like there's an Asian girl, um, like just women. It's very diverse group of uh, models, right? Still didn't see no black girl, but okay, this, I'm just going off the clip. Cause I would not ever watch this show. Like, I feel like, first of all, who the f- this show comes on E. Who even watches E anymore? I stopped watching E when Talk Soup went off. I might have watched E every once in a while when they did um the show with Joan Rivers and her daughter. Every once in a while. But even that, I was like, no. Sidebar, E, if y'all do want me to come through, though. Oh, my God, I love E. It's, like, so innovative. And it's right on the... <laughs> And it makes it so much better when you have your squad. (laughs) Anyway. So these women of color are sitting around talking. And um, they're just talking about, just kind of talking about the, the experiences they've, what they've experienced as far as diversity and modeling and things that they've seen. Um, one girl talked about how, um, they wouldn't have black girls in the big shows in Milan because they didn't want women of color. Like they just didn't. And I mean, I don't think anybody can look at the modeling industry and think it's so inclusive. Like they're just starting to get black girls, like just the idea, just the fashion industry in general. Right. Just no. Right. It's like the fashion, the fashion industry in general, which is why Kanye was on there. You don't know. You ain't got all the answers. Way and going all crazy and shit because he wanted to be in that industry so bad. And they was like, "Bro, please get your goofy ass out of here, right?" Which is why he's now making these uh, Mad Max and th- uh, the Thunder Road outfits because I feel like it's his pushback on what the fashion industry has been trying to whatever, right? He wants to. He wants to. He's trying so hard to prove to them that he can be an innovator. That he's putting up this these homeless ass just like dirty ass like all his clothes look like they stink 
All his clothes look like he took 75 oil rags from a auto body shop and made a shirt out of it. Like, every outfit looks horrible, but fine, okay? He wants to show them that he can be whatever, so. Um... So, it's clear that the fashion industry has never been about black people. Otherwise, that little boy that took the picture of Beyonce for the cover of Vogue wouldn't be the first black photographer in the 126 covers or some crazy shit. Just ridiculous. Like, anyway, so far. So, these women of color are having a conversation and then the white girls come over. What are you guys talking about? Which, cool, but, you know, I find that a lot when when people of color are sitting together. It's just white people have to come over. So, what's going on? And it's like, we just, we're chilling. Like, we good. We don't, but fine. I'm sure that one of the producers was like, hey, um, they're over there having a really deep conversation. Maybe you should go go over there and see what they're talking about. Like, I can totally see that happening. Fine. When a girl comes over, we... I'm sorry, I just have to do her voice every time. We ain't talking about... <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're talking about diversity, right? And then the girl... And so the girl explains the story about the black girls not being allowed in the show and how, you know, they just some of the things that they face. Very brief. This clip isn't very long. So this white girl, this blonde white girl goes on to say, oh my God, do you know how hard it is being blonde? Like, oh my God. And they're looking like, and it's like, I know that feeling. And let me just say this to white people. And it's not even like, oh, y'all can't come and get in a conversation. Y'all absolutely can. You know what I mean? But you don't have to match struggle for struggle. You don't have to sit up and try to act. You don't have to play a victim in a situation that we all fucking know. You are not a victim. There is no scenario you're going to tell me that this blonde girl is a victim and has faced any of the things that any woman of color has faced, right? And that's not something like... Why are you trying to be on the on the scale of oppression? Like you you have the luxury of be, living and existing in a world that always has you on a pedestal, right? So, not saying there's a way to exist with that where you can acknowledge it first, so that we don't have to then have a conversation with you about all the reasons why you are sitting up here lying and disrespecting us, our intelligence by trying to, oh my God, it's so hard. Bitch, it's not hard. That's number one, right? Number two is just fall back and just listen. Hear, understand what people are saying. You don't have to be like, oh my God, this one time, my blonde hair and the bleach, and it got in my eye, and oh my God. Meanwhile, these chicks is talking about not getting no work or being passed over, being stepped on, being spit on, being cussed out, being abused, you know, but you want to talk about, oh, and the bleach was burning. And so I know exactly how you feel. And then lastly, what you can do is then use your privilege to be a real ass ally. You know what I'm saying? Like you can use your privilege, use your access to say, hey, 
you want me in this show, then I then you need to bring this person on, this girl of color who's amazing. I would love for you. You know, and of course you can't do that right out the gate. I'm talking about when you have influence, when you have power, when you have the access to then open up the doors and allow other people to come in, understanding that you do have the access, that you do have the privilege, that you do have the first hand, the first opportunity, the first shot, and then saying, I don't need all the money. I don't need every job. Or if I'm going to take this job, I'm also going to take this person along with me and show that this girl, this girl of color or whatever is just as dope as me, right? So fine. Everybody's not that evolved, whatever. But at the end of the day, the last thing you, we want to hear from you, bitch, is, oh my God, it's so hard. She goes on to further rub it in and say, you know, I was in all of these countries. I'm in different countries like every other month and I didn't speak the language. So not only are you, so they go from talking about people who can't get work to you rubbing in their faces that you got all the work, bitch, that you in all these countries, you're all these different places and you don't even speak the language. This one I was like, okay, let me go ahead and get off this story. This bitch said, I didn't speak Paris. I didn't speak Italian. Girl. And I did that for like two years. <laughs> Why people... This is why a lot of times when we're having our conversations, we don't want y'all in them because y'all don't know how to be a part of a conversation and not make it about you or actually listen with a compassionate ear. Of course, I'm not talking about all white people, but as a general rule of thumb, most groups of groups that have people of color in them don't want to be bothered. We don't want to run the risk. We don't want to fuck up the vibe, right? So granted, some of y'all might know how to come in a conversation and really just chill, lay back, offer some insight, really be an ally, be an ear, whatever, right? But some of y'all really just try to come in a conversation and go struggle for struggle. And it's like, sis, your struggle ain't never going to be this struggle. Ever. It don't matter. There's nothing you can tell me. And not, that's not to discount what you've been through because you've been through some stuff. But it ain't the stuff we've been through, so we ain't having the same conversation. <sighs> she goes on to say, I literally fucking went through hell. <laughs> Did you, girl? Do you know how much it costs to dye your hair? You know how hard it is to be a blonde? I have to get a highlight every month. Do you know how expensive that is? And do you know how expensive it is to maintain an actual weave, to keep a good weave? I'm not saying like the weave, the struggle weave or the weave that you get from the store and it's like do one, one hitter quarter. It's a one hitter. You throw it in, you wear that bitch out, and you got to throw it away because it's never going to be the same. Do you know how expensive it is to maintain that? Not just because you want to maintain it, but there's something in you that tells you that what your actual hair is not good enough to wear so that the only way to be accepted, the only way to feel good about yourself, the only way to feel beautiful is to put this fake ass shit on your head, lose your edges, scalp got mildew on it, scalp stinking. You know how expensive that is? Not, not even just expensive monetarily, like how expensive that is to a person's soul. Do you know how expensive that is? Do you know how expensive it is to maintain, like to have 
have to get a perm and have to get a weave because you can't keep your job if you wear your natural hair. Do you know how expensive that is? That's what I'm talking like. Anyway, I ain't got to do it. I'm just saying, please share that the next time a white person want to go struggle for struggle on some shit that, 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 they, that they ain't even struggling with. Oh my God. Listen, anytime I'm in a conversation, a white girl hits me with, oh my God. I'll be like, let me, you know what, let me just, somebody, huh? I gotta leave because I can't do it. Because first of all, it's not a, oh my God. It's like, girl, good luck. So, anyway. That's that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because every time I just get to talking and then shit gets longer, I go longer and longer. So um, I'm going to do a couple of stories all into one. So um, I reported last week on the story of the man who was in his apartment who was murdered by a police officer that broke into his apartment. Well, she didn't break in. She was banging, banging, knocking, demanding. He opened the door, um, and he finally opened the door, and the girl shot him in the chest, point blank, right? Her defense is she thought she had just worked a 16-hour shift, and she thought she was in her apartment. She thought somebody was in her apartment. Now, actually, I don't know what version of this story we're up to now because it was initially reported one way, then it evolved and evolved, and it's continuing to evolve. And the recent, most recent thing is that they found weed in his apartment. <clears throat> so... I'm going to try to do this and not blow a complete gasket, but I just want everyone to acknowledge the fact that a black person cannot be in their own ass house and how how closely that is related to some shit out of the 1700s. Like, that's some straight slave, slave master run up in your house because he want to snatch your wife out and have sex with her, rape your daughter, rape your son. The slave master come get your husband, take him to a sex farm and let all his homeboys fuck your husband and then your husband. Like, that's, that's the equivalent. That a black person can't even be in their own house and have rights in their own house. This bitch is defense is that she was in his house she uh, she in his house she saw him he's a shadowy figure if that ain't the most racist shit i ever heard in my life she saw a shadowy figure bitch he's then she says he wasn't complying with her commands because bitch why are you in his house the idea the it, just the mere fact that this was introduced as a possible defense speaks volumes about where we are as a country and how far we've how far we've set back as a country the idea that this bitch's defense is well i told him to put his hands up he put his hands up but meanwhile bitch you in his apartment and remember how i talked about this was before it was even reported. Remember how I talked about it? I said, you telling me that this bitch go in this house, she can't tell that this not her apartment. There's no indicator that she's on the wrong floor because it was first reported that she was trying, she first said she was trying a key and a key wasn't working or some shit like that. Now it's up to his door was set, was ajar. But even with all that said, I said, isn't it like, wouldn't it be something? It would have to be some kind of indicator. Now, this man had a bright red ass rug outside his door. Not on the side of his door. Outside of his door. Which means when she stepped into the doorway, when she when she even attempted to cross the threshold of this man's apartment, she stepped on a big cushiony red fucking rug. So you mean to tell me that you go in and out of your apartment every day, multiple times a day, but you just, you were so fucking sleepy 
that you got to this man door, stepped on the cushion of this fucking red rug, and still thought to yourself, I'm still at my apartment though. Get the fuck out of here. There's no, there's no possible, probable way that that is even something that I'm never going to believe it. I just, there's nothing that you're going to tell me in this scenario that I'm going to believe. Period, point blank, I don't give a fuck, that's it, right? So then to add insult to injury, of course, the National Associ- the National Rifle Association um, had to weigh in. And the spokeswoman for that, what's this woman's name? <clears throat> Dana Loesch. First of all, fuck her in every Fuck, the, fuck her even being born. That's why I am with it, right? If you don't know, this is a woman who was going on about the kids from Parkland being child actors and that that the tragedy that they experienced was, you know, was fake. It wasn't real. And they're not, you know, this was something put up by the people who want um, gun laws and that it never happened, basically, and that these children trauma and their tears aren't real, right? So that's one. But you know, the, the the fucking National Rifle Association, the fucking NRA, they don't never have shit to say when a black person is being held accountable for having a gun. They, they're fucking mom. When that woman went to jail for that stand your ground shit, Marissa, um, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to look up her name, but she was she was held in jail for two years because she shot at, she shot in the a warning shot to keep her baby daddy from fucking beating her ass and she had just had a baby and that woman spent two years in jail they didn't say shit they didn't in a stand your ground state so they didn't say shit they didn't fucking push back they didn't try to get this woman bail they didn't try to pay for alert they did nothing to help this black woman me and but you know stand your ground and the right and second amendment ain't all all that bullshit that they stand on except when it's a black person now, this bitch ain't had shit to say. I think two other people have been to jail on some stand your ground shit since that woman spent two years in jail unlawfully. And they was trying to give her 60 years. They was trying to get this woman 60 years. She spent two years away from her brand new baby. Even when her fucking uh, ex-husband, baby father, the, ch- the father of her child. Even when he was actively trying to get her overturn, her fucking ruling overturned, he was actively like, yo, I fucked up. What I did was wrong. I was threatening her. She didn't have a choice. I, I might have killed her if she had not shot that warning shot. And they still let that woman sit in jail for two years. But the NRA never said one peep. No press release, nothing, right? So this man is shot in his apartment and then just last week this bitch um, comes out and says this could have been very different if Botham Jean had been say he was a law abiding gun owner and he saw somebody coming into his apartment. I don't think there's any context, context that the actions would have been justified. The audacity of this bitch. The audacity of her to even have anything to say when this when this bitch has actively when the NRA as a whole when these fucking blue light matter ass people when they don't never have nothing else to say when this when the fucking tables is turned they don't never they 
never fucking when it's a black person when it's pot when you know when they have to choose between the person of color or you know the actual law they always choose opposite it don't fucking matter they never going to be on the side of this black person it don't matter how do you misconstrue and blah 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 so let's imagine that both of them had a fucking gun in his apartment you know he would be in jail. He could have actively shot this woman for entering his apartment unlawfully, and he would be in jail right now. And Texas is a motherfucking death row state, like a uh, uh, um, execution state. They would have executed her. They would ex- a white girl, a white woman. Shit, he would absolutely be executed. But the idea that this is. This is the option that they're, you know, this is the thing that would have saved his life. Not the idea that the bitch should have never been in his apartment. Not the idea that she has been lying since they actually finally arrested this bitch. Not the fact that she ain't been drug tested. She wasn't drug tested. She had two whole ass days to sober up to get whatever was in her system out of her system. I don't even think this bitch has been tested since. But the idea that they didn't even ask for her drug, they didn't take her blood and alcohol level right there on the fucking scene. They let this bitch go. And a man and a man inside of his own ass apartment is dead. And then to then ransack his place and then claim they found some weed, bitch, so the fuck what? And the news entities that had the audacity to report this shit instead of reporting that the police are building a, they are building a case against an actual victim. Instead of reporting that this is where we are in the country that a black person can't even be in a house and be safe from police violence the idea that they are reporting how like questioning how it's lawful for the police to do a search inside of a victim's home who the fuck cares this man is the victim this man was in his house chilling relaxing after a hard ass day of motherfucking black excellence and i don't know how you feel but i'm gonna tell you what it's hard as fuck to be black and excellent in these motherfucking trying times, it's hard as fuck to go to work, get your job done, take care of your kids, go pick up your kids, drop them off at their after school program, go to your night class, come back home. It's hard as fuck to get out of the house and back in the house without fucking strangling somebody. So that's black excellence alone. So the idea that this man relaxing in his own ass house, chilling, this bitch come beating on the door. It's already been reported that neighbors said they heard her beating on this man's door. Beating, open the door, yelling, open the door, open the door. That means his door was motherfucking locked. That means, and what are you at his door for anyway? Who the fuck is knocking on their own door saying open the door? Who? Who the fuck? If that's her real ass door, the first thing she gonna do is try her key. Her key don't open. She's going to the main office. She's calling a locksmith. You're not beating on the door saying open the door. To who, bitch? Who are you saying open the door to? there's no there's no way in the fuck I'm not even gonna try to create no more scenarios let's just make it let's just stay here and henceforth we know that this bitch murdered this man on purpose this is murder it ain't manslaughter that bullshit they try to give her this little bullshit manslaughter charge this is fucking murder and I'm gonna tell you what the fuck happened she was fucking both them shit. 
She was fucking him. They had a little relationship. He started to ghost her motherfucking ass, and she wasn't having it. That's it. Maybe he was fucking her longer than he should have been. She probably called him a couple of times. I miss you so much. Come. Come. I want you to come so we can come together. I miss you. Oh, my God. I miss your fucking island cock. And he probably fucked her three times too goddamn many. Fellas, I'm not, and let me state this, I'm not blaming him. Black, we know what, we know what the dick can do. We just know, not all the dick is doing it, okay? Not, let's, I'm saying that for the ladies, because ladies, we all know. A lot of, fellas, y'all think y'all dick is doing it every time. Ladies, we know, that not all the dicks is doing it. But there's some of them dicks, <laughs> you be ready to risk it all. <laughs> You're like, okay, fine. I'm going to ask him to marry me, and then I'll just buy a bigger house. Because, I mean, where is his baby mama going to live? Because, I mean, he only with her for the kids, so I guess I got to buy a new house, move her and the kids in so that, okay, fine, I'll get another job. I'll get two jobs, and then, you know, I guess, and then I'll help her start her babysitting service because, you know, his baby mama, that's, a, that's the kind of man he is. He need his baby mama to thrive. That's the only way. I just need to maintain this dick. So, Whatever I got to do, okay, he want to be a rapper, cool. I'm about to buy out the studio. Matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy a new house. I'm going to put a studio in the house, and then we'll just put the daycare center in the garage. And she can, or, you know, if I got a bill on top of the garage, and then you don't have an adequate, you know, up-to-cold daycare center. Oh, shit, his mama's sick. Okay, fine. Okay, then we'll move his mama in. We'll move it fine. Whatever. Okay, we'll move his mama in. His mama want to go back to school. She talking about she want to be a nail tech Okay, cool. So I'll get her a six-week course on the. Oh, she got to go to the uni. She want to go to Nail Tech University. Okay, fine. Nail Tech University. Get his baby mama together. Well, he got another baby. Damn. Okay, fine. I'm gonna buy an apartment building. <laughs> baby, you gonna maintain that dick? Is the dick warm? Is it ready? Okay, then fine. I will sort out my credit. <laughs> my mouth while I think about it. Okay, too far. You get what I'm saying, basically, right? So that's what happened. She was they had a relationship. She wanted to continue. She wanted to stay with him. He at a certain point he realized she was crazy as hell. He was like, okay, I gotta get up out of this. He tried to get up out of it, start trying to ghost her out, start trying to hit her with the ah I'm mad busy. No, nah, you can't come down. I don't I don't feel <coughs> Yeah, I got this kind of cold thing going on. I don't want you to get sick. Why don't you just... No, I'm going to call you. I'm just, you know, vitamin C. I got some vitamin C already, orange juice. I'm doing all that. But I'm going to call you in a little bit. I just want to make sure I'm, you know, <laughs> we can't get the pussy sick. <laughs> all right, girl. I'm going to call you. Let's click. Right? She been watching him and all that shit. She probably messed around, seen him out with somebody, seen him with the other chick. She knows she replaced, officially replaced, went crazy. That's my prediction. I'm waiting for it to unfold. I don't feel like I'm wrong in this. I feel like, listen, you're not going to a dude's door, banging on the door, if he, if he ain't dicked you down. You're just not doing it. You're not. If that's your dude and y'all was cool and y'all you was waiting to give him some and then y'all it didn't work out, that's the reason why you ain't, you glad, you like, I'm so glad I ain't have sex with him. Like, ooh. <sighs> 
I'm glad I knew I knew something I knew something was up with him. I knew he wasn't right. That's why I was like, I ain't about to do nothing with him. That's why I was like, we gon' wait. And you be proud of yourself. You be like, oh girl, you really getting past your hoish way. <laughs> Anyway, so this is where we are now, black people. This is where we are as a country, and I just wanted to be said, and I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to be stated on this podcast that if y'all think that this shit is not gonna escalate, then you are sadly mistaken. I'm saying, as far as all of us, if when this bitch gets off, it is going to open the door for more shit like this to happen. It won't be long before the motherfuckers make you get out the, get out your car and they take your car. It won't be long. Listen, we, I just, I keep thinking back to the conversations I had with black people who was like, I mean, what, it's, this country got laws. It's only so much that Trump is going to be able to do. So, blah, 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 blah. That's why I ain't voting for Hillary because she just as bad. All that stupid ass shit. Y'all, y'all motherfuckers was so dumb with that shit. She just as bad. I hope we learned our lesson. I hope I, there was there was absolutely a lesson lesson to be learned here. And I really hope you mother, y'all actually learned it. That. When it comes to politics, it's not about getting the person that's going to give you everything you want. It's about the lesser of two evils. It's about picking the person who is most aligned with what you want, what your values are, what you think will help benefit you and the country. It's not just about voting in this one person. It's about voting in who is going to help push or block whatever this person, the person you want or the person you don't want. And in our case, we need a whole ass, we need a wall. <laughs> we need a wall for, for Trump. We need, a, we need a wall of people who will take the dumb shit he's trying to do and say, nope, nope, not going to do that. Nope, nope. That's the, that's the problem with having Trump as a president because nobody has told him no. That's the problem. And that's why when he gets no and when he gets pushed back and when people tell him he ain't shit and he dumb, he fucking melts down because he was groomed and he was raised to believe that everything he did was right and perfect and he's beautiful and handsome and everything and he's smart. He the dumbest, ugliest, fattest, greasiest, most disgusting fucking human being on the planet Earth right now. And But he has been groomed and conditioned to believe that he's the shit so we need a, so I say all that to say as I round this podcast out make sure you fucking vote in November it's not a game it's not up for debate if you need to move some shit around you need to do that if you're not in a state where you normally vote you need to get your fucking absentee ballot today do it right now talking about I'm about to end this podcast, so when you click off of this podcast, I need you to log on to your state and figure out what you need to do. I need you to, this is like, this is a red alert. This is, eh, eh, we motherfucking cold red right now, like straight up. And if you a person of color in this motherfucking country, you don't have the luxury of not motherfucking voting. You don't have the mother, you don't have the comfort. You shouldn't even feel comfortable not voting. You should be online the same way you on the shade room reading what's, what the fuck is on the shade room. You need to get caught up and see what the fuck is really going on. Pass, pass, um, 
Trump and his fucking 4 a.m. Twitter storms. I need you to go and look at some of the policies that he is overturning. Look at some of the shit that he is executive, the executive pen he's using and the shit he's signing off on. And if that shit don't get you fucking nervous and if that shit don't make you start thinking, ah, I really need to, we need to really start thinking beyond this moment and beyond, like, fuck. Anyway, November. It's right around the corner. That shit is not far away. This is less time people would have to fucking plan a, a birthday party. A, a, you know what I'm saying? So this shit is right around the corner. And if you don't know what's going on and you don't know who's doing what, then I invite you to go to your polling place and go Democrat all the way the fuck down. We'll sort it out later. But I say that because it is clear in the last two years of this presidency that th that Republicans are only going to side with Republicans. They don't give a fuck about what's right. You know when they give a, you know when they care about what's right? When they're on their deathbed and all of a sudden they want to act like they're a hero. Yeah, and I'm talking about John McCain and all these black people that want to, oh, he was a hero. For who? Y'all, y'all, Specifically black people, I don't know what it is about us that we want to pay homage and we want to fucking stand for people who don't give a fuck about us. Y'all better, John McCain, bitch, you crying? Girl, you get the fuck. I'm sorry. I already said too many cuss words. Um, once again, I'm praying for justice for both them, Shem Jean. I'm praying for his family. I'm praying that they go into that courtroom room and sue every motherfucking person that's in if you was in the room when the bitch got questioned i'm suing you this is the thing she's gonna get off and that's where we are in america she's absolutely gonna get off she ain't getting no death penalty that bitch is gonna fuck around and get probation watch what i tell you and we'll fuck around and be back on the police department on the police um force but my hope is that his family sues her so bad that this bitch First of all, I hope she's a pariah to all of society. If she doesn't get actual, like if she is not punished by the justice system, then she should be punished socially. This bitch should not be able to fucking be out in the world fucking going to TGI Fridays and happy hours. No, everybody should walk up on him like, oh, that's the bitch that murdered that dude in his apartment. Like this bitch should not be able to leave her house. She should be so pushed away from the rest of society. Like the next time Elon Musk shoot one of them cars into space, she should be in the front seat. She should volunteer to be in the front seat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. That's it. I, I can't do it no more. Y'all, thank y'all so much for listening to Black Ass Podcast. Um, thanks again to Disha. Um, sorry, I got your name wrong, but we in there, girl. Um Another reminder, make sure y'all vote. I'm just, I'm not going to go hard. Just go vote. Just, it's 15 minutes of your day, maybe. Just be there. Go vote. Right? Um, make sure you follow the podcast, Black Ass Podcast. Um, oh, matter of fact, um, yeah, Black Ass Podcast, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I got some shows, guys. Want to announce real quick. Got a couple of shows coming up. So if you're in LA and you want to come through, come through. Um, also, just real quick, just want to, um, 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. My brain is doing two and three different things. So, boom. Um, I, I'm going to be on the Black Guy Who Tips. I'm super excited. Um, that's going to be next Monday. They record all the time. So, I'm thinking if I, we record, maybe it's going up the day after. I'm not sure, but I'm going to be on the Black Guy Who Tips. As soon as I know, I'm going to let you guys know. But if you're not already following and listening to Black Guy, the Black Guy Who Tips, you are missing out on your life. So um, that should absolutely be in your um, podcast playlist, uh, the Black Guy Who Tips. And I'm going to be a guest on it. I'm so excited. Um, next Wednesday, I'm doing a comedy show um, after the play Schoolgirls, which is getting a lot of reviews. Everybody's talking about it. And um, it's considered the African Mean Girls, which I'm already here for. Um, so I'm going to be doing that. It's at the Kurt Douglas Theater in Culver City. So you can get online and look up Schoolgirls, um, Women Crush Wednesday comedy show. It's kind of a mix, but just go to Eventbrite. It's there. You can also see it on my Facebook page. The links are there. I'm doing Juicebox Comedy Show at LAG Vintage. That's um, in La- here in Los Angeles. And lastly, I'm doing Witch Hunt. Not lastly. I'm doing Witch Hunt um, the 22nd at the Virgil. And then I'm doing this dope-ass show. Um, and it's called a dope-ass comedy show. <laughs> And it's at the Bronson Bar, and um, I went by there last week, and like little celebrities be up in there. It's like a little black ass situation. So make sure y'all come to that. That's Thursday, the twenty seventh. Um, so those are my shows. Of course, you can find all my shows hrcomedy.com. Follow me on all social media. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Go vote November eighteenth. I think it's November eighteenth. Whenever the midterms are, uh, go vote. Ask a neighbor if you can take them to go vote. All right, I'm out. Peace.